Welcome entrepreneurs and startups to Art of the Kickstart, the show that every entrepreneur needs to listen to before you launch. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president and founder of Inventus Partners, the world's only turnkey product launch company. From product development and engineering to omni-channel marketing, we've helped our clients launch thousands of inventions and earn more than $1 billion in sales over the past 20 years. Each week, I interview a startup success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your launch to the next level. This show would not be possible without our main sponsor, Product Hype, the weekly newsletter that goes out and shows you the best inventions that just launched. Make sure to check out ProductHype.co and join the Hype Squad. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today, I am extremely excited because I am speaking with the CEO of Sensory Product Design, this is Liz Holland. Liz, thank you so much for joining us today on Art of the Kickstart. Thank you. It's a pleasure. So your campaign is currently active over on Kickstarter for everybody that's listening to the show right now on their favorite listening devices. It fully funded in just five days. You know, it's got over 150 backers lots of capital in the campaign. So if you would, for our audience, Liz, tell them about this product as if they've never heard about it before. All righty. Well, uh, the first two products I'm launching, because there's more, um, are the Cozy Cozy and the Cozy Throwsies. And uh, they have the ZZZ at the end. That's our, we've been issued trademarks on all of the products. So they are basically throw blankets that work to use around the house, but they have this beautiful thing, hand pockets and feet pockets and actually have one set up here. <laughs> so when you wrap yourself up, you have, you can hold things, you can pick up things, you can take a drink of water and the foot pockets are very, very warm. Actually, all of them have this, I think this is a better one to show, polar fleece lined, but it also has two layers of, of, fabric and then two more layers of fabric. So, you know, it's not like putting your hand in a okay pockets. You're putting your hands in a very warm pocket. And uh, so that's that's the idea. The Cozy Cozy is a toddler version. I wasn't thinking of that until I got some major requests for it. And we wanted to kind of call it the magic napper because uh, one child we tested in South Florida Loved it so much, she got two. She took it to daycare, and then every, all the kids at daycare wanted, and all the teachers wanted it. So it was just such a lovely surprise that even in South Florida, um, that feeling of wrapping yourself up—maybe the air, the AC is too high. You know, it's not necessarily winter only. Obviously, winter is a great time to have your cozy cozies and your cozy thursies, but but we have found that it, people respond to it. Oh, and the toddler thing I was going to mention is that they just wrap themselves up, put their hands and feet in. You say, I'll read your book in a minute. Go get yourself set up. You come over in there sound asleep. <laughs> they don't tend to go to sleep. So we have to keep it a little secret, but, <laughs> but it, it happens a lot. And that's the thing beyond warmth. We, it gives us a sense of safety and protection and, you know, close out the world get a glass of wine, read your book, get cuddled up. You know, it's a nice antidote to the crazy world we live in. <laughs> Absolutely. So Liz, how did all of this start? How did you become, you know, really interested in tackling this problem personally? 
Well, um, I'm an industrial designer. My dad was an inventor. So literally every day we'd sit around the table and see what he did. I'd come home from school and say, what's that smell? Dad's cooking a tennis racket in the oven (laughs) was the answer. So I went on to study industrial design. And as Max computers came out, I got more into graphic design, but that, that pull towards products was very strong. And especially um, in my early 50s, I was diagnosed with sensory processing disorder. And I've struggled with my health my whole life. Headaches pretty much every day of my whole uh, adult life. But they, the sensory issues made it go bad to worse really, really quickly. And I had no idea that it was that there was a thing called sensory processing disorder. So when I got diagnosed, I I realized the best way to solve the problem is to to not experience it in the first place. So I was making prototypes for myself throughout my life, even before that with the headaches. And so I literally make prototypes every week for something. Um, So I can't turn it off. I wanted the first product to be much, much broader audience than just people with SPD so that we could shine a light on SPD and, and start to have people understand that it's real. Number one, at my age, we didn't know a lot about a lot of things when I was a kid. So I got, what's your problem? Get over it. And I certainly thought I should get over it, but I couldn't, you know, just like that, like people go get over it. So when I understood it more, it was like, okay, now I can pull, untangle the mess. I can solve one problem and then the next, and then the next, and then the next. And, you know, that's recovering from your nervous system getting shot through the roof. If I could do better and not experience it in the first place, have my tools around to go, okay, I'm going outside. I got to wear a hat, even though I don't think I need it. The sun comes out and then you're like, oh, crap, where's my hat? (laughs) So that's how it all came about. Amazing. So I know not everyone listening to the show is an industrial designer, but I think what's important that we see a lot of the founders that we've worked with over the past or the founders that, you know, just struggle getting their idea out of their head and onto paper and then start designing and prototyping, it can always be one of these major hurdles. So I'd love for any trip, you know, tricks (laughs) or tips that you may have for our audience to just get started. Yeah. I I talk to my kids about this, my adult kids a a lot. And there's a concept called thought word deed. And the idea is everything that exists in this world started with a thought. But if it stays at that thought, it never exists. So you take the the what's spinning around your head and you start turning it into words, whether spoken words, written words, but it helps you organize all that. It's a jumble in your head. It helps you organize. Okay, this is what it's looking like. And if you stop at words, again, you don't get to the deed. The part deed is taking action. And it's not like you just do this once it's pretty much a daily thing. (laughs) It's like, because you're, you know, there's so many different aspects that as a CEO, as a, as doing everything myself with some outside hires, you know, I have so many things to do and, and it's, it's, it's the only way to get things done, to be really conscientious of, oh, that's a really good thought. But if I leave it there, I'm, I'm, there's nothing. 
And, and when it's really tricky or triggering, it's that much more important to, to kind of take it from there to the words and take some action. So that's my best advice. <laughs> I have a lot of philosophies in this world, but you know, yeah. that one I, I cling to every day, you know, it's like, especially when I'm stuck yep. because stuck, it means there's just too many things. And if I don't sort them out somehow, and I'm big, I love computers and I use the tools many different ways, but it kind of is fundamentally starts there. Yeah, I think a lot of founders do get stuck. But in terms of what you were able to do and take action, what kind of led you down the path of getting this product made and then deciding that crowdfunding was the right litmus test to launch this product and get it out into the world and kind of open up those floodgates of new opportunities for you? Well, crowdfunding was certainly in my mind, but it wasn't my first choice necessarily. I was looking at licensing and looking at partnering with distribution groups. And, you know, that's still a possibility, but crowdfunding became, as I tried many things that kind of were working, but then there was a halt. They stopped working. And I had to pull back and say, wait a second, you know, do I keep on pushing for this thing? Do I let it go? Do I learn from this lesson? What are the lessons and how do I go forward from there? So that's the process of how to get to the world. My main goal was to open the floodgates. It's an amazing product. And I have really analyzed all those blanket products, though, the Snuggie that made tens of millions of dollars. It's like wearing a robe backwards. I never got why people were so excited about that. Your feet are sticking out, your hands are sticking out. There's weighted blankets, but they're not really functional. They're for lying down. They're not for sitting and doing something in your living room. And uh, there's one, the cozy that was on Shark Tank, or the comfy that was on Shark Tank that was like a huge sweatshirt, but you were supposed to tuck your knees into the sweatshirt. Like who can do that for any length of time other than kids, you know? So again, I think people that struggle with being cold, go ahead and buy these things because they think it might help. But this is the one that we've done worldwide product searches. There is nothing like it. We're very close to being issued a utility patent. And we solved that fundamental problem of if your hands and feet are cold, even if you're wrapped in a blanket, it's really still hard to be very warm, to get warm at all, actually. And so, you know, I went from prototyping with seamstress in the area, and I finally found a team in India that the sourcing agents and the uh, manufacturer, who we've become very good friends, they've invited me to family weddings in India. I worked in China before in my last um when I worked for Prince and I designed tennis rackets and other tennis products and, you know, did many trips to China. I have no problem working with China, but with the turns of event in the world, China became kind of problematic and then, and still kind of is. So I'm very happy with this team and, and, you know, it just takes that constant work to, to make them make figure out the little details here and there on the hand pockets here. We didn't want any extra fabric kind of in the way there. What's the right thickness? That foot pocket goes up around the ankles because, you know, your feet are cold. I have often that experience that my feet are cold. My legs, I mean, my feet are fine. My legs are are 
um, fine, but my ankles are exposed and they're freezing. <laughs> so we made that kind of extra deep one to to solve all the problems. And literally, you know, you get to the point where you're really warm, really fast. And for me, my comfort is very narrow. So I'm constantly kind of going back and forth. Oh, my feet are getting too hot. And if right. I let them get too hot, they burn. And, you know, so I have to pull them out and I don't have to do anything or go anywhere to solve these problems. I, it's just right here. And then fundamentally, they're a rectangle. So you throw all the pockets are inside. You fold it up and throw it over as a throw on your couch. And, and so it's in reach, which, you know, maybe that's not a big deal for a lot of people. But for people like me that have struggled and have a lot of pain around it, going to the other room to get it, I end up not or taking an hour or two hours. Right. I finally go, why don't I go to the other room and get it? <laughs> and so, you know, we want to have it. So it's just there. You just use it. You know, you don't have to put over a chair or a couch, but Wonderful. have it handy because you're going to use it a lot because it's lovely to be in there. Oh, Again, like whether it's cold or not, <laughs> it's just like coat so nice to be completely wrapped head to toe. Well, so. talking about the Kickstarter campaign that's running right now for everybody listening to the show, you know, definitely go and check it out. But talk about a little bit of the, you know, maybe some of the surprises that you had along the way in terms of the amount of prep work that was necessary mm -hmm. to get this project in a position to, you know, be fully funded in the first week. Yes, definitely. Well, I was working with an incredible team at Aventis Partners, which you know a little something about. Um, but I also, prior to that, I'd worked with a lot of different things, tried a lot of different things. And I, I came to a point where it was like, okay, crowdsourcing is the way we can get the floodgates to open. Researched the top companies and I picked a very good one. <laughs> and so, but some of the surprises were just that test market chat, you know, we're testing it way before we're even there was the pre-market test and then the market test, and I forget what they were called, but I was surprised that we went that deep with customer feedback from months ago. And we really got a, I think we got close to 3,000 people during that period, and that's pretty exciting. You know, it blew past all of our expectations. And so that was big. And then, you know, but your nervousness can be on launch day. Is this going to work? Is it not going to work? Is it going to fail miserably? I don't, you know, so to out of the gate to get, so I was like, oh, there's another one. There's another one. Cause it shows up on my phone talking to my best friend. Whoa, there's another one. <laughs> so that was just fun and lovely to have that. And, and I was warned that the first week and the last week were the best and we're at day nine now. And yesterday was a really good day. So I really wanting to continue to push those floodgates and and ride the coattails of what you guys are doing, trying to find that that thing that takes it from tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands. And so if anybody out there has a really good way to do that, I have a lot of international interests that I didn't expect from Japan. And they're very excited about they they said it was the best product they had ever seen. <laughs> One of them. I don't know, they're blowing smoke, but they were you know <laughs> so you get once you launch, you get pitched by everybody right and left. And you can tell 
if they're just copying, pasting and pitching everybody or whether they've really seen your product. And, you know, I'm kind of, it's important to me that the team, the people that I work with all the time are, are great people. They, they add to the group. You know, I play a lot of tennis. We're greater than the sum of our parts when yep. we play doubles, it, you know, so the people come into the family. This is, this is something that matters so much to people's hearts, you know, to help solve these problems. And, you know, I only get to the next ones by this one being successful. And, you know, we have an outdoor version coming after this one, the cozy gozy. Um, and then the bed version, the cozy tozies. So that's the whole cozy line. But I'd also like, I have many other products that might help people more with specific sensory issues. But this whole line was really for the world, for anybody. And Amazing. so and the cozy gozy is 100% waterproof and warm on the inside. You can be covered head to toe. It has a hood too. In the rain, it's like wearing a Gore-Tex jacket that goes all the way down to your feet. And it also doubles as the best picnic blanket ever because you don't get a wet butt because you thought the grass was dry enough. There <laughs> you go. In the pockets, you can stow your, your valuables. So, you know, they're, they're logical and, and functional at a very high level. And they do what I, I say they're going to do. <laughs> um, Which is key, you know, especially in business these days is completing what you actually say you're going to do. So yeah. I'm super excited to be able to see this product once it finally comes to market. I know our audience is definitely going to be checking this out. Um, but Liz, this is going to get us into our final section of the interview called the launch round, where I'm going to rapid fire a handful of questions at you. Are you good to go? Sure. <laughs> Let's do this. So what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? Uh, well, living as I did with my dad growing up, every day was inventing stuff. And I just, I tried to turn it off for a while, but I couldn't. <laughs> so I decided to just go for it. And I worked with some companies where I was doing industrial design, where CEOs were just like destroying their own company. It's very frustrating. So I want beyond the products that I offer, really, I want to have a company that that strives to to have everybody win. You win, everybody wins. We all are psyched to do the work. We are properly rewarded for our good efforts, you know. I win, everybody wins. So that's amazing. So if you could meet with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? I'm thinking Yvonne Chouinard. Okay. Love that Very answer. Yeah. He's what, the uh, CEO of, of uh, Patagonia. Patagonia. Yeah. What would be your first question for him? Oh, first question. When did you surrender to being an entrepreneur rather than just uh, a rock climbing guy that came up with a cool thing? <laughs> Right. Any books you would recommend to our audience outside of Yvonne's book, Let My People Go Surfing? <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I love that. I actually met with Patagonia in, in a previous uh, job I had. And like the receptionist was this 50-year-old surfer dude. Just yeah. fit the profile it. perfectly. If beyond entrepreneurialism, if you struggle with your, you're an adult that are going is now saying, Oh my God, maybe that's me. <laughs> this book was the only book available for adults about SBD too loud, too bright, too fast, too tight. And 
we all relate to that. You might not be all of them, um, but definitely uh, that's a great one. In the way of other books that more entrepreneurialism, I listen more than I than I uh, read on technical issues. So I don't I don't have that. <laughs> Sorry, I can't think of that. All right. Well, the last question, Liz, that I always ask all of my guests, and again, I know you're just running your first crowdfunding campaign, but you've gotten a small taste of it. But would love to know your take on what the future of crowdfunding looks like. I really hope that it continues to be for entrepreneurs. I've noticed that like bigger companies are claiming that they're startups and we need your help and they get, you know, they've got all this muscle and money behind them. And they also check out these um, crowdsourcing sites to see if they can take your idea before you get it to market. So really like to go um, to have some kind of future vision with the companies to have a little more, a little more focus on entrepreneurs, you know, newer entrepreneurs rather than big companies uh, posing as one. So keep them cozy on the site. Right. (laughs) But I'd love, and also I'd love for more women to be involved. I, it was kind of a surprise to me that, that your team told me that we're kind of bigger on, men and crowdsourcing. And I, I went, Oh yeah, that makes sense. But you know, I'm a inventor, so I love all of those. So I've been surfing them for years. And that's another Diane, Diane, the person that started Indiegogo, Diane Ringel something. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. The person that I, I researched a lot before I even considered. Clearly. Well, Liz, this has been amazing. I know our audience is going to get a ton of value out of this conversation. Uh, This is your opportunity to give our crowd and the audience your final pitch, tell people what you're all about and where they should go and why they should back your project. Uh, That sounds good. Um, Well, Kickstarter campaign, you can either look for the Cozy Co, C-O-Z-Z-Z, or Cozy Throw, T-H-R-O-Z-Z-Z, or if it's easier to remember, Sensory Product Design. I specifically made it SPD to, as a nod to sensory processing disorder so that so you can also find it on on sensory product design and there's a banner right at the top to get you to that. And I think we're going to offer a 50% discount for listeners that are coming from you. I think your team will create that link, but uh I'm so happy that that I got a chance to just talk about it and also show at least some of the features, the hand pockets. And when people get it, they fully get it. That's been this journey. We uh, And that's how I hire people. I know the moment we start talking to them about it, whether their eyes glaze over or whether like, I want one. I know somebody that must have this, you know, that, and I don't, it doesn't have to be for everybody, but it's going to be for a lot of people that, if you struggle with being cold, this is a great product. You're going to absolutely love it. Amazing. Well, I can't wait to get one. Liz, thank you so much for being on the show. Audience, thanks for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for the notes, transcript, links to the campaign over on Kickstarter. And of course, I got to give a big shout out to our crowdfunding podcast sponsor over at Product Type, the top newsletter for new products that just launched. Liz, thank you so much for joining us today on Art of the Kickstart. Thank you. And I think I'm going to be in the product hype 
mag- uh, uh, article as well, or the uh, podcast. What's the word? <laughs> Newsletter. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Thanks again. Bye. Thank you for tuning into another amazing episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a better business, life, and world with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode as much as I did, make sure to show us some love, you know, by rating us and reviewing us on your favorite listening station, whatever that may be. Your review really helps other founders and startups find us so they can improve their craft and achieve greater success like you. And of course, be sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for all the previous episodes. And if you need any help, make sure to send me an email at info at artofthekickstart.com. I'd be glad to help you out. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll see you next week.